Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. Oh, my gosh. So much to say about this book. It's The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I feel like for the past year, or really and like since it came out, people have been like, you have to read this. You have to read this. And I started reading it uh, at the beginning of year, the year, I want to say. And I think I got a chapter in and I was like, uh, I don't know, I'm not super hooked yet. So then I went on to like other books and I just kind of kept it into my Kindle. And the past week I was like, you know what, I am finally going to sit down and read this because a couple other people were like, you have to read this, you have to read this. And usually when multiple people say that to me, then I'm like, okay, it's probably really good. Um, so that's what I did. And it was very surprising. I didn't really like know anything going into it. Like I had read the back of the book, little bits about it, but I was not prepared to love it. I, I really wasn't. It was genuinely a beautiful book. It was beautiful. And I don't know if I've ever said that about a book before. This book, of course, was surprising. Um, it was intriguing. It was just not what I thought it would be. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go over like my thoughts of the whole book. And it, this is more going to be like uh, some spoilers, but it's not going to be like a timeline like I usually do. Like then this happened, then this happened, then we feel like this. And it's not going to be like that. It's just going to be kind of like plot points and my feelings about it because I, I genuinely want you to go and read it. I think it's, uh, again, a beautiful book and I think everyone should read it. Uh, what's interesting about it, I think the most interesting part is that this is a historical romance, but you are so in the story that it feels like a nonfiction. And we'll go into that a little bit more in a little bit. Uh, with the spicy scale, there's not like, I don't know, it's hard to describe. This is more like it's Evelyn's point of view of what her life was and she's telling her life. And so you're in her mind more than you're seeing her body if that makes sense like you you know what she's thinking why she made the decisions that she did and it's not like you're on the outside seeing her make and like do the actions you know what I'm saying like in most romance books like it's very much like action oriented like they're holding hands they're kissing blah, blah, blah. but this is more like it's her point of view and she's telling you how it happened what happened where, yeah, like it just, and I don't even know if any of this is making sense, but that's the thing. This is a different type of romance book. So no, not really spicy. Like there's some toast in it, but nothing detailed, nothing, nothing ever goes into it. As for the mother-sister standard, this is where it kind of like, I have to be really honest. Would I recommend it to them? Yeah, I would. I recommend this to everyone, but would they read it? Probably not. I think my sister might, um, but I know my mom definitely wouldn't, just because my mom is very conservative, 
And my sister is pretty conservative. Um, but because of their conservative views, I don't believe that they would enjoy this book because this book is very much about like LGBTQ plus uh, individuals. And and that's not to say that my, my family doesn't like support. They're just more of the conservative mindset. So I don't believe that they would read it, but I do recommend this book to everyone. And like I said earlier, this is technically a historical romance but it feels like a nonfiction because it feels like you are there and that this could have happened to like Marilyn Monroe as Elizabeth Taylor like it's in that era that you can just see it happening like I literally during this book wanted to look up these characters and be like oh what are they doing now like how did they impact the movie industry how did they do this and then I keep I kept having to tell myself like these are not real. Like these are not real actors. They're not real characters because the writing is just so realistic. Like this did happen and it, it could have happened. Like these could have been based off of someone else's life or like situations because the characters just felt so real and Evelyn Hugo was just so, she was so ambitious, she was so strong, so unapologetic that it was like frustrating to see her choices and like read some of her choices. But later on in the book, you understand why she made those choices. And like, she really has like the long term in mind. And she's just a very strategic person. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing to kind of see her decisions and her thought process and everything. And like I said earlier, this is this book is full of LGBTQ plus rights, diversity, female empowerment, sexuality, motherhood, a lot of different themes throughout it that just made it even more beautiful. At the beginning, we meet Monique. She is a journalist and she gets a call from her editor um, or like her, her boss saying like, hey, Evelyn Hugo wants to talk to you. She wants to do a piece with you. Like you need to go. Like she specifically asked for you and not like the company. And Monique is like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And so her boss is like, you have to get this information. You have to do this, this and this. And so Monique is already like very hesitant. Like, why does she want me like? in particular there and so she goes and she starts meeting with Evelyn every day listening to her story Evelyn wants to write a book like about her life like she wants Monique to write the book about her life and so she recounts her whole story um her her life fame glamour the scandals everything like she just wants to tell her everything and so that's what she does Evelyn begins to recount her story like the child the childhood she had she had a really abusive father and then she lost her mom when she was really young and like the poverty that she lived in, uh, the opportunity that she grabbed when it was like at her fingertips, which we'll go into because that is her first marriage. All the marriages, all the scandals, all the glamour, everything, like we find out how it made her who she is and how it made her like ended up with who she is as she's being interviewed. And then like the way that she told her story is just very intriguing of that time period and how she became such a hit in the movie industry. I'll keep going back to it, but this piece is so is so detailed and you can just imagine yourself there. Like I felt very classy reading this book. Like 
I wanted to start dressing like Elizabeth Taylor and very much in the 40s. And I wanted to be in that era as I read this book because it just felt so like (laughs) classy. I'm just going to keep saying classy. Like it just felt like I needed to be a proper lady and like just glamorous. And anyways, like it just, the the descriptions and the storytelling is just very, very good in this. So everything after this pretty much is like spoilers, like I'm going to go more into the story. And here's the thing about this book is that nothing is ever black and white, nothing like and and it was throughout the whole story too. Like you you think one thing and then you find out it's completely different in the end. Like never, you can't make assumptions in this book because like her mind, Evelyn Hugo's mind is just so like strategic and twisted and it just, you just never know what is going to happen. So what I really loved about this book is how like Evelyn narrates her life. Like it's it's biased in the way that only makes sense. As she was speaking, like, I really sympathized and, like, I I caught myself, like, nodding my head a lot and agreeing with the choices that she was making. For the most part, there were a couple choices that I'm like, okay, whatever, like, you, you know what to do, I guess. At the very beginning, when Monique first meets Evelyn, she lists out what the public knows about Evelyn's marriages and then throughout the book you see how it's like all picked apart and you see what actually happened so this is like the piece from what the public knows so there's the early marriage that ended in divorce when she was 18 which I believe she was actually 15 when she got married or 16 like she lied Um, But she saw this guy, he was uh, like a grip on set, like he did sound and lights and everything. And she knew that that was her way to get on set. And so she like flirted with him. She basically like lured him in and they got married. And so that was the first one and it ended in divorce. And then she had already been signed to the studio at that point. And so the studio set up a courtship and um, a marriage between like the Hollywood royalty, Don Adler. And the rumors were that she left him because he beat her. And once they got a divorce, he basically put in like the divorce papers that the studio will drop her and a lot of different things. And so she had to find basically her comeback. And she did in like a French new wave film. Um, that led to a quickie Vegas elopement with the singer Mick Riva. And we find out about that and she was very strategic about it and, and how she acted towards him and just very good about bringing him in and why she did marry him. And it was just very, very strategic. So there was that quick elopement there. And then her glamorous marriage to Rex North, um, which ended in both of them having affairs, so as like the public says. And then the beautiful love story of her life with Harry Cameron and the birth of their daughter, Connor. And then the heartbreaking divorce and her very quick marriage to her old director, Max Gerard. And then her supposed affair with the much younger congressman, Jack Easton, which they didn't get married, um, but it did end her relationship with Max Gerard, like that marriage. And then finally, her marriage to financier Robert Jameson, 
which is rumored to have at least been inspired by Evelyn's desire to spite her former co-star and Robert's sister, Celia St. James. And all of all of her husbands have passed away at this point, leaving Evelyn as the only one with the insight into those relationships. And so that's why the public is very much intrigued and they want to know about her life. Because I think when she's talking to Monique, she is like 79, I want to say. And of course, she had already retired. And everyone is just wondering about her seven husbands, because that's a lot of husbands. And so then um, we learn about all of those husbands. And I believe it was during her second husband um, that she meets Celia St. James and becomes best friends with her. And they were co-stars in Little Women together. And we'll learn more about Celia in a little bit. Um, But this is what actually kind of like just very quick Uh, descriptions of what actually happened with the husbands. Um, So yeah, seven husbands, the sound grip, we already know about him. She basically just wanted to get on set. And then um, she loved Don a lot. That was her second husband and it was very passionate and um, good marriage. But then he did get abusive, um, physically abusive. And when they did want to get divorced, he understood. um, But he basically wanted to ruin her career as well. And the studio, of course, was going to side with him because he was a very, very big actor and brought in the studio a lot of money, like more money than she did. And so they were like, yep, that makes sense. Like, we'll drop her. So they did with that. And then the one with Mick, I kind of talked about like the decisions that she made. It just made sense to have that one night and she acted like dumb and um, she knew exactly how to play him to say, like, let's get married in Vegas. And that one was quickly annulled the next day. I It was to dispel rumors. I will say that. The next marriage, it was a mutual agreement because she found out or she discovered that she was actually bisexual. Rex, she had come to a mutual agreement that he was, they call it a beard. That's like the term. Um, to basically disguise that they are bisexual or homosexual. And so he was her beard. They had this mutual agreement. He could go out and have these affairs um, as long as he like kept them secret and away from the public while she could have this relationship with Celia. And then they kind of, they parted ways a little bit. And I can't remember, actually, I think Rex had gotten another co-star of Evelyn's pregnant, and he loved that co-star. And so he's like, hey, I want to get divorced. Like, I want to be with this other person. And she was like, okay. And during this time, Harry Cameron, he, I can't remember really what his position, I think he was a producer, but they became best friends, Harry and Evelyn. And we also find out that Harry is gay. And so he approaches Evelyn and says, hey, you want to be with Celia and I want to be with John. And John is a football player. And at that time, you know, LGBTQ plus are not accepted. There's a lot going on in that time period. And so Harry says like, hey, Evelyn, you marry me so I can be with John and Celia is going to marry John so that you can be with Celia. 
And so they live right next to each other, and basically her and Celia can be together, and him and John can be together. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful relationship, a beautiful time period. Um, there is a lot of, like, they donate to the LGBTQ plus cause. Um, this is when, like, I believe it's called, like, the Stonewall Riots. I hope that's right. I need to go back and look. Um, but that's when that happens, and there's a lot of riots about um, their rights and just a lot going on during that time. And so they, they donate a lot of money because they're like, we can't show who we are because then our careers will be gone. And they're like, this is how we can support the cause. And it's it's a very sad, very like heartbreaking part of the story that you just want them to be able to show love outwardly and, and not have to hide I believe it was when um, her and Celia had a fight and they had broken up and Celia left and divorced John. So then John and Harry couldn't be together. And so then Harry and Evelyn, they divorced because at that point, Max, who helped her get back into movies when her career had tanked with Dawn, Um, he came out and was like, Hey, I love you so much. Like, let's be married. I want to marry you. I love you so much. And, and she told Harry like, Hey, I I think I should marry this guy. Like we are very passionate about each other because Evelyn, Evelyn is bisexual. And so she likes male and female. And he's like, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Like, like we're still going to be best friends. We have a daughter together. Um, at that point, like her and Harry had decided like, yes, let's have a family. And they raised that little one with Celia and John. And so Connor, which is their daughter, had basically four parents. And it, it was just all very, very beautiful. And um, so her and Harry got a divorce, but they were still best friends. They were still co-parents. Um, and she married Max and she found out that Max basically just wanted to marry her to say that he married her and to have her on his arm. Like he was in love with the idea of being married to her, not actually her, like being in love with her. Um, and so that one, um, they did have, she did find out that he was having an affair, but also like, this was like years down the road. She was beginning to talk to Celia again and she wanted to be with Celia and she was going to go visit and Max found their letters and he was like I could ruin you and she's like you know what try me like we're gonna make you seem like you're crazy and and a distraught lover and just how they portray him to the media as this crazy ex-lover and it's just I don't know it's just wild going through her mind and how she comes up with these solutions of how to fix like their image and what to do to make the public think this, but in actuality it was this. And it's just so mind-blowing and just very, very intriguing. It was years and years and years down the road that she starts talking to Celia again. And Celia is like, you know what? I want you to marry my brother because I don't think that he'll ever settle down. And then we can go to Spain and we can be together, and I, I just want to be with you. And that's uh, that was her very last husband, was Robert, who is Celia's brother. And all of them make sense, and all of them made Evelyn into the person she ended up being. And it's just, it's hard to understand when it's like just me talking to you about them, 
like you have to be in Evelyn's mind and know exactly what she was thinking to marry these people. Uh, another thing that I did love about this book is the LGBTQ plus aspect. This is like the storyline that really transcend, transcends most of the book. And we see it play out in a lot of different ways. And I honestly was very, very sad and angry at the fact that like people really couldn't love who they really wanted to love. And even still to this day, like being able to marry who you want to marry is like going through like the Supreme Court and like it's up for people's like judgment. And I just think that's so frustrating. Like I just want people to love who they really want to love. And like, and for them to be able to not do that, like why does it matter what society thinks? Like love who you want, just be happy. And, and the time period that Evelyn lived in made it impossibly, made it impossible to truly be who you wanted to be for a, a lot of different reasons. And the unfairness just, it just hurt my heart. Like it really did. And I teared up quite a few times in this book. And I usually don't cry in books. It's very rare that I do, but this one, honestly, like, it, it made me tear up because of the unfairness and how they felt like they needed to hide. And at the end, when they're truly able to be together, her and Celia, they marry each other in like a bed. Like it's just her and Celia. And they're like, you know, we we can't really like actually get married in like a church or anything. But like, let's just make those promises to each other. Like, let's make the soul bond and to know that Celia is her true love and throughout all these marriages, it was because she wanted to be with Celia and her being the constant love and just not being able to love each other freely was just, it was the worst. And for decades, decades, literally, they had to hide their love. And for what? Like for them really not to be able to live life to the fullest and then they can finally be together, and but they're older, and then Celia has cancer, and which is so unfair because they couldn't be together for a long time, and then they did break up for a long time, and then finally when they are together, she's like, actually, I'm on a very limited deadline. <sighs> it was very, very frustrating and very sad. It's like, what if they were able to start their love story earlier? Like, they would be able to have decades together. Yeah, I just got choked up like when Celia did die and because they were they were finally able to be together and then it was just very frustrating um and I loved Harry and Evelyn I loved their relationship like that was honestly my favorite marriage because there it, it wasn't because there was passion in it but it was because they were so authentic in their relationship and sure, like it was fake, but they they w had that authenticity to each other and to their relationship. And they loved each other as best friends, like through everything, thick and thin, sickness and health, like through heartbreak and happiness. And then they had the birth of their daughter, which they decided like they wanted a family and they they included their partners in there. And and he eventually dies in the book and it's very tragic. And I cried during that part. Like I was literally on an airplane to go surprise my mom. And I was reading that part and I was like, like crying. And I really hope that nobody beside me saw that I was crying during this. My heart broke 
his partner, John, had died as well, like, earlier. And so Harry had gone through a lot of, like, depression and grieving, and and that hurt. So I had was, like, crying for him. I was crying for Evelyn. I was crying for John, for Celia. Like, it was just, it was heartbreaking. And then during their life, or, like, later on, Connor, who's the daughter, she dies early from breast cancer. And so my heart broke for that. And to, to have like a mom bury their daughter, like that's that's heartbreaking and no mother should have to do that. And then we find out the reason why Evelyn picked Monique. And I had no idea that was coming. I'm not going to tell you why. Um, I want you to find that out for yourself. Um, but you mean, I mean, everyone kind of s- was suspicious of like, why did she choose Monique? And you think that you know, and then you don't really know. And you just, you have no idea. And it was just a very interesting twist, but I understood the twist. Uh, and then going back to Monique, like the real, the real time and, and her strength, because as Evelyn continues like her story, Monique goes through like an epiphany to not settle in her marriage. Like she is getting a divorce and, and to seek happiness and, and to not just be okay, but be more like I, I loved that. And honestly, in general, the amount of research that the author Taylor had to do during this book is crazy. Like with the movie industry, with celebrities, with like the award system, a lot of different things that like, I swear this felt like a biography. It really did. But it's not. It's all fiction. Like the the scenes and the setting, the storylines, they all felt so true to that time period of where like the events were happening. Like I, I literally thought I was watching like a documentary. It was, it was perfect. I know that I talk about this like in a lot of different episodes, but sometimes like leading characters and even side characters, they lack a lot of depth. They're kind of like portrayed a little more than perfect than like the average individual. And so you, it's hard to like relate to them because of that. But like in this book, it, couldn't be like farther from the truth. Like with Evelyn and every person portrayed, they were like noteworthy, but they were very intricate. Like they had their flaws, like they had their own lives apart from Evelyn. And it was just very much like real. It just felt so real. And I know like when we think about the other romance books that we've talked about, like we think about like the swoon worthy moments, like we think about like the kissing, the toast scenes, like bouquets of flowers, love letters, like very surface level things that are like pretty much solved by the end of the book. Like, Oh, they're mad at each other, but now they love each other. But this one was not surface level. Like this love in this story was not surface level. It was so much deeper And there was a lot of love, there was lust, but there was also a lot of loss and betrayal. And I think that made it way more deeper. And there were, of course, like mistakes and apologies and some that led to like redemption and some that didn't. And it was just, it was heartbreaking. Like this book was heartbreaking. And the way that Taylor flips between like Monique's point of view and Evelyn's point of view of like her telling her side of the story or portraying her life. It, it was just done so well that you could immediately pick up where they were and what happened and the timelines. Overall, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful book. I don't even know how I would describe it to someone if I had to like in a very quick summary. 
Like, it's nice that I am able to do this episode and and be able to tell you what I like, what I didn't like, kind of like the story arc, everything like that. But to be able to, like, tell someone if they ask, like, hey, what did you like about it? I, I honestly don't know what I would say. I would just say, like, it's a very beautiful book. You don't know what's coming. It's a complicated story. It's intriguing. It's beautiful. It's courageous. It's glamorous everything that you could ever want in a book. And I am really intrigued to find out if the other books that Taylor has wrote are like this as well. Like I just felt very adult reading this book because it had the glamour life. It had just a whole different story and life portrayal that I'd never read before. I feel like I've seen I've said intrigue and beautiful. I've like those words so many times because that's just that's what this book is and I recommend it to everyone. So I hope that you enjoyed this review. I hope you enjoyed this perspective and I really want to know what you thought. I really do. If you've read this book, I really know want to know what you thought of it and what you liked the most. So definitely follow me on Instagram. It's find me in a book podcast. There's a period between each word. Definitely rate, review, and listen on whatever station or podcasting platform that you do listen to. Um, That would be great. I would really love that. So I'm grateful for you guys, and I will talk to you later.